Looking for the best place to buy tickets for any of your favorite teams or sporting events? We've got the spot. Our partner, StubHub, has been the leading ticket marketplace in the world for over 20 years, providing a 100% guarantee with every order. From a worldwide selection of live events, the widest choice of tickets and industry-leading partnerships, StubHub has what you need to purchase with confidence. StubHub, an official partner of The Athletic. Ding, ding! How about we can just watch basketball? How about we can just watch basketball? Hello and welcome to the Daily Ding on the Athletic NBA Show. I'm Dave DeFour, here with Keith Parrish for your weekend update. Don't forget, folks, you can go to theathletic.com slash NBA show and you can sign up, get this podcast advertising free, along with all the awesome writing that we have over at The Athletic. Again, that's theathletic.com slash NBA show. A lot of stuff from the weekend to get into, so we're going to jump right in. And Keith, look, after the Warriors got smacked again on Sunday, and you can tell me there's no Steph Curry, I don't care. They got smacked by the Timberwolves, lost by 20. And after what we saw against the Bucks the other night, whew, I think the Warriors are scuffling a little bit. Of course, they lose on Sunday to the Timberwolves, 119-99. to No Steph Curry in this one. He misses the game with that hand injury. Hand injury actually sent him home from the road trip early. The team announced that they are hoping that he's ready to play on Tuesday against the Pistons. Of course, no Draymond Green, uh, another injury announcement by the team. Uh, they put out a, a statement saying that he was going to be reevaluated in a couple of weeks with that calf strain. Turns out also a related back issue to the calf strain. Things are not going great here recently for the Warriors, Keith. Right. Things aren't going great. I think most of us were not as concerned about the on-court product for the Warriors as in you know how the team is actually performing because it is just the health of the players. We were so excited for Clay Thompson to return, but his return, you know, has kind of coincided with these other issues going on. The the Draymond news is the biggest news. We're assuming this Steph Curry news with with the hand injury is going to be no big deal. I think the team said they hope he's going to play on Tuesday, so hopefully he's fine. Draymond being out, well, that's the straw that stirs the drink. That's what raises the Warriors from very good team to best team in NBA or you know one of the best teams in the NBA. If Draymond's not there, they're still good, but I don't think they're elite. They're they're not a they're not a serious title contender without Draymond. So they obviously have to take the regular season like many other teams and just focus on getting right. But like you know, you assume once Draymond's together, then we can start worrying about, hey, how's Clay Thompson actually meshing in? So it's it's hard to draw a lot of conclusions from getting smacked by the Timberwolves. Like the Timberwolves are solid. Like they've been good this year when healthy. Um, but like, you know, you, you lose badly to the Bucks and I think they've what they've dropped four of six. But it's all about the players who've been available and the lack of Draymond Green, who's like, again, so important. You know, Steph is the MVP candidate, but like Draymond's right there as far as importance to that team being elite well from the former number one team in the west to the current number one team in the west uh let's talk about the sun's pistons now this keith is not a game that we would normally highlight from the weekend and especially a weekend like this where there's actually a lot of good basketball but kind of a big deal number one the sun's are very good they are the best team in the west they after winning this game 135 108 a shellacking they are now 33-9. and nine. I mean, they are just running away with this thing out west. And they're a wins machine, Keith. They just keep on winning games no matter what happens. There are, you know, they are the best record, as you said. They are 
they just got John Drayton back for this game, but actually, I guess the news of the game, the news of the game is not the win. The news of the game is not that the best team in the league beat one of the worst teams in the league. It's that, uh, one, Aiton played, but then left with an ankle injury, so hopefully he's able to, to get healthy and, and be fine and return soon. But... There was more to this game than Devin Booker being on fire and the Suns crushing the Pistons. There was some controversy. Cade Cunningham, the number one overall pick, who's been playing pretty well um, for a a lottery team, uh, he puts down this great dunk. He points now. We're not sure whether or not he was pointing to to taunt or intimidate an opponent. Pistons fans were screaming. He's just pointing at his own bench. But he points, which is an automatic technical foul. We all know, like, if you're doing your Mutombo finger wags, you have to look away. Pointing's been outlawed for a very long time. We can't have the players pointing, Dave. That's an automatic tech. Yeah, he gets thrown out. He gets thrown out, so everyone's up in arms that the officials are are ruining the sport. It's becoming the no-fun league of basketball. Um, Don't spell out that acronym. It's nothing. But... Yeah, so Cade got ejected. Dave, the official's just enforcing the rule. Did he do anything wrong? I, I think that this is a spirit of the game thing. Now, look, after you give the technical in the game, it's not like you can go and rescind it. Would you guess that this this technical is going to be rescinded? This is sort of how no. the league... You don't think so? No, this is definitely not going to be rescinded. We've seen some things rescinded. You know, it's pretty frequent. Like, oh, there's a misunderstanding. Uh, the referee should not have called that technical foul. The point is so apparent, and it's so obvious. He was clearly pointing. Even if everyone agrees on the Pistons, no, 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 I was pointing at him. I was watching this game because Sunday afternoon, only NBA game on, uh, n- the Pistons were not arguing vehemently about who he was pointing at. They just kind of took the ejection with like, well, okay. So like I don't I don't know if he was, but I, no I do not think the league is going to take this away. Uh, I, I think this is going to stand. I think you have to get in that rules committee meeting and be like, listen, let's give the officials some leeway. We don't maybe as a public care that much about celebrating and even a little taunting perhaps is good for the game. So there are these technical fouls. Like you remember Porzingis in a playoff game got ejected. Everyone was mad, but like. He, it was the air punch technical foul, which is like it's an automatic. And sometimes the officials miss it. And I guess that's when, you know, fans, we get upset. But you think of an air punch as an automatic technical foul. Just pointing has become an automatic technical foul. They don't, the, the rule, I understand the reason for the rule. You don't want to escalate the on-court tensions. You want to relieve those tensions with a foul so the players don't feel like they have to, I don't know, brawl or fight or hard foul or something. So it was an unlucky play for Cade Cunningham. But also... The Suns were so locked in, that game was over. Okay, the Pistons are going on a road trip. This just helped out the Pistons. Uh, I'm gonna. It helped out the Pistons. Cade had a great game. He left you wanting more. As a performer, you know, always leave the audience wanting more. So I think it, everything everything worked out fine. All's well that ends well. Uh, no rescinded technical foul. Cade just learns he can't point after an awesome dunk. Imagine if the PGA Tour ejected you for air punching. Well, you can fist pump. You, you can, can fist, fist pump. pump. But you can't air punch. You can't air punch. It's very clear. I assume in the officials' manual that is spelled out. It's it's very clear. An air punch, no fist pump. Fine, totally fine. We got to get our hands on the instructional video. That that's our that's our. We got to get Monty McCutcheon to explain the difference between a, right. a fist <laughs> pump and an air punch one of these days. On Saturday, Keith, the Sixers continued to just impress. 
beating the Miami Heat 109-98. to Joel Embiid had 25 of his 32 points in the second half. And look, this continues this nice run for Embiid. You know, Mo brought him up on Nerder the other day. The guy's playing like an MVP. How come we're not talking about him as an MVP? Uh, you know, that's a great question. It's probably just a slow start to the season. They've been on fire recently. I think they've won 9 of 10. Um, he is one of the best players in the NBA. Uh, very similar to like Nikola Jokic, who's playing as well as you could possibly expect a player to play, but his teammates haven't been uh, helping him out that much or as much as you would hope. Maybe also uh, Embiid has been outshadowed by a bigger story on his own team with a player who uh, hasn't reported. It's a lot of people talking about. It. But yeah, Embiid absolutely is incredible. And in this showdown of two of the Eastern Conference heavyweights, it was Embiid as the best player on the court. I don't think Omer Yurtseven is going to be able to stop him. Uh, the no Bam Adebayo is really felt. I mean, hey, Yurtsevin had a career game for him, but uh, that's not going to slow down Embiid. And Yurtsevin also got very little help from Jimmy Butler and also Duncan Robinson and Kyle Lowry. None of those guys can make any of their shots, and so that makes it very, very tough to compete when you have two of the better teams playing and, and Embiid playing at the level he was at. Keith, it is very difficult to win basketball games if you can't make shots. I, I just I, I get that Miami, you know, they cut a lot and all this stuff and play defense, but if the ball doesn't go in the basket, you're not going to win a lot. And, and, you know, for the Sixers, they got a good game from Tobias Harris. It just doesn't happen enough, and he gets 22 points, and then they get 21 from Seth Curry. And, and when you get Embiid doing what he's been doing and the role players step up, Look, man, the Sixers are really good, and I keep saying this, and we keep hearing that the Sixers are amenable to the idea that Ben Simmons comes back and plays. Uh, we're right at the midway point of the season. We've got the All-Star break coming up. Seems like if I was Ben Simmons, I'd start ramping up the activity here for a playoff run with the Sixers. You know, you never know. It, it does seem like that if they could somehow repair this broken relationship that Ben Simmons would be great to come in and help the Sixers. It also feels like Things are happening in other places that might facilitate some of these long-rumored trades. Like, oh, I don't know, Anthony Simons averaging 28 points per game in January. The Blazers winning three straight when Anthony Simons plays, and he's just lighting the place up. Uh, Lillard is out for a while. We don't know if he's coming back. You know, maybe the Trailblazers might be ready for a envision a different future maybe they, this has been an opportunity to envision a different future but i don't know i mean we don't know what's going to happen we had some trade activity last week uh where the hawks they've been floundering they traded away cam reddish to the knicks uh the pistons traded for bull bull and then said no thank you and they voided the deal so maybe that's just the this is the opening salvos of trade season and we'll we will see some of these bigger blockbuster moves I appreciate that the Pistons and, and the Nuggets just dipped their toes in the water. They and tried it, it out. too cold. Let's do a, a trade. They're like, no, we're going to avoid this. Uh, I'm not interested anymore. In Denver on the second night of a back-to-back -back for the Nuggets, uh, the Jazz beat them, and, and they beat them pretty handily thanks to a large fourth quarter from Rudy Gobert in the bench. Let, let's just be honest. Rudy Gobert back from the health and safety protocols looked fantastic. 18 points, 19 rebounds, and Keith – there's a stat, and I know you're normally the guy that brings up the stats on this show, but I'm going to bring up a number. Okay, It's a positive number. It's plus 36. That was Rudy Gobert in a mm. game that, that the Jazz won by 23 points. Minus four for Donovan Mitchell. 
on Friday, Rudy Gobert called out his teammates for their lack of defense so far this season. He talked about other guys stepping up, mentioned some of Donovan Mitchell's peers. Uh, shots fired across the bow, and Rudy Gobert comes out, and he shows up and, and has a huge game for them, gets a couple of blocks. What do you think about Gobert in this one, and what do you think about Gobert's comments? Well, it's not just that Gobert had a couple of blocks. I mean, the guy, the guy had 18 points, 19 rebounds, was perfect from the field. He anchors this team. It's not just the defense. The Jazz, when he doesn't play, they have a losing record. In the Donovan Mitchell era, they have a losing record when Rudy Gobert doesn't play. He's so important to everything they do. And yes, he, I don't know, he he does public gaffes, uh, some of them bigger than others. Uh, but like, he gets made fun of a lot, I feel like, on social media. And maybe he's not the most popular guy. He does call out the teammates. I didn't see anything wrong with it. It's one of those things that is like in sports media, you're like, oh, this is the thing we can talk about now. Like, oh, this guy said this. Like Donovan Mitchell was very mature about it. And he's like, yeah, we talk about stuff. And he said, we got to play better defense. And that's true. So I like, it, it didn't seem like it, it caused a rift or anything. But then, you know, money where your mouth is for Gobert to come back after being out and to play the Nuggets, you play Jokic. I mean, Jokic was perfect again. This is much like Embiid. Jokic was perfect. He had, I think it was the fourth fast the fourth fastest triple-double ever. He had 25 points, 15 rebounds, and 14 assists, and he still gets blown out because, you know, I don't know. He's he's dragging along the carcass of an NBA roster right now uh, with Bol Bol still dangling, uh, <laughs> still stuck. <laughs> yeah, uh, Jokic, <laughs> Jokic would love to have Tobias Harris right now. Right, or anything. Give him a Seth Curran and Tobias Harris, seriously. No, but Gobert showed up and he said listen we have to play better and he took advantage of this opportunity and and the jazz get a victory and they're going to have to defend better it can't all be gobert he has to get clarkson conley mitchell they have to stop penetration like last year in the postseason they just gave up way too much and it ends up being the highlight plays are a lot of times hey look gobert gets isolated and scored on it's not his fault man the guy's doing everything. Someone else on the team has to get a stop every now and then and not leave it all to go bare. So, yeah, it's a big game for the Jazz. I mean, the Jazz, who had been, again, losing without him to get a win over a rival in Gobert's return. Uh, you know, you, you love to see from the Jazz. The Nuggets are just going to have to regroup and hope they get some players back at some point. Yeah, calling Utah's point of attack defense a turnstile is offensive to turnstiles because <laughs> turnstiles at least offer some resistance. And, and so, yeah, it was. I actually thought it was nice to hear from Gobert. That's some good leadership. You know, we saw some of that from Embiid earlier in the week. It's fun to see, you know, big men kind of assert their leadership a little bit. We haven't seen that in a long time. You know, it's a wing and guard dominated league. And so, you know, I think that this is a good thing for the Jazz. And it, like you mentioned, it wasn't a rift. This is the stuff that happens. Yeah. Hey, look, man, we got to pick yeah. it up. And he's their defensive anchor. That's his job. It's like Draymond. You know, this is why you love to see those guys coach up other guys. This is what makes them great. That's going to do it for the show, folks. Don't forget, we got basketball buds coming up next. They're going to talk all about KD's injury and give some midseason awards. That's coming up right here on the Athletic NBA Show feed. So stay tuned for that. For Keith, I'm Dave. Wishing you guys a great start to your week. Keith. Let's get out of here. Ding, ding. <laughs>